Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. I'm joined by my amazing nephew, Matt, to talk about identifying as transgender. Welcome, Matt. So good to Hello. see you. Hello. I'm so excited to be back on. I, I think know. this is my third appearance. appearance. Your third appearance. Yeah. It is. I know. I don't know why it's not more often. <laughs> so today we're talking about, and we've been talking about talking about this for quite some time, and I really appreciate you jumping on because I think there's a lot of misconceptions and confusion and fears um, around transgender. And I just wanted to hear your story and I wanted you to share your story. Um, go right. ahead. Um, so like you said, my name is Matt. Um, I go by he, him pronouns. Um, I identify as non-binary and transmasculine. So basically for me, what that means is that I don't fit into either the man or the woman category. I am somewhere in between. Um, I've been on testosterone for almost a year. It'll be a year at the end of this month. Wow. It's been a year already. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. Um, and um, I had my top surgery back in, I think that was March that I had the beginning of March. Um, and so yeah, so coming to so coming to the like discovery about who I am and how I felt about myself. Um, I mean, honestly, a lot growing up. Um, I just I was very envious of all the boys around me and all the boys getting to do all the boy things and. Um, I mean, although I, my friends were mostly guys when I was young around like elementary and middle school, um, it, like I was never fully seen as one of them. Um, but I remember like one time, like being, um, I remember being out on like the playground and like the guys in my class would like kind of huddle around this like group under the like playground equipment and they would be like oh like no girls allowed but like except for Maddie like she can come join and I was like oh yeah like I, I'm, I'm allowed to do and I'd play football with all the guys and all that um and kind of as I grew up um around like middle school there was a lot of backlash like being masculine and like um kind of the things that people would assume about me so um and a lot of just like I don't know just a lot of like internalized hatred for wanting to be um I don't know and also I just didn't really know what it was like I just wanted I just wished like I wish I could have been born a boy mm. um kind of feeling 
but I didn't know, I, I never really associated that with being trans. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so middle school, high school, I just kind of conformed. And I was, I, I performed gender really well. You had all of us fooled because, right. and I think, you know, getting, once we get further there, but I just kind of want to, you know, add just my perspective a little bit as we go through, just because I think parents might relate, but I just want to say, mm -hmm. like, I think that was one of the biggest things is that you growing up, there was no signs that we saw. And mm -hmm. I look back going, what was I missing? And I think parents will relate to that because it's like all of a sudden it was like, where'd this come from? Because yeah. you were so but good at hiding it. I feel very different because I, I look back at things I used to do as a kid and I would be like, oh my God, like that's such a little boy on the really? <laughs> like screaming to come out. Um, yeah, but like also like my mannerisms, like I always just like would copy whatever, whatever, like my guy friends were doing, I would just like copy all of their mannerisms and I would act and sit and like walk, like, and, um, I mean, I would also like actively protest, um, a lot of gender norms and that's kind of that that protest was what made me come to the conclusion that I wanted to be on testosterone. Um, yeah, I don't know if it was um, like a realization that like, oh my God, I'm trans. Cause I've always kind of just felt like this little in between, mm. like not really a guy, but not really a girl. Um, so really for me, um, I suppose as like someone who would like, I don't know, um, I don't know, um, where was I going? Oh, so for me, it was more of a trend, uh, decision. Like I want to, I want to transition. Yeah. I want to, this is what, this is how I envision myself being. And I want to, um, go towards I want to push towards that gender euphoria yeah and so growing up I don't like the option I'm putting in quotes mm -hmm. the option to be identified as transgender I don't feel like really existed I mean like when I was growing mm -hmm. it definitely wasn't even when you were growing up you didn't really hear about that like then it was kind of like um I mean, sexual I did, orientation was far more, but was, I don't, um, there was some, some representation, hold on, I need to grab a charger real quick, okay, there was some representation in some media, but, like, it was very few, and it wasn't good representation, right, if you know what I'm saying, um, but, like, yeah, like, the, there was a trans guy on Degrassi, and then also, again, on the L word, but then they were like, they weren't represented well and they were kind of made out to like be kind of assholes and like they, you know, transitioned and then all of a sudden were just like toxic and masculine and things like that. They went from one box to the other. Right. And I think- right. And I, I never grew up like with a non-binary character. 
So I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know what that meant. Um, and yeah, and it, and it really took like social media to give me those terms and those definitions and, you know, that representation to be like, oh my God, I see myself in this and I see what I could be. Yeah, I want to address that real quick because Matt, I think yeah. that's a really important thing because this is what I hear a lot and the fears that I hear a lot is that this is a, I don't know if phase is the right word, but it's because of social media that kids are now identifying that. And so it's social media is to blame for kids now identifying or questioning their gender and the way that I've heard it from you and, and a lot of your friends and other people I've talked to, it was, it's not to blame. It's thankfully because of social media, you've been able to identify who the heck you are and be able to explain and label it and feel like you belong somewhere. So it didn't right. make you that way. It gave you a home and a sense right. of belonging and an ability to accept yourself. Right. So I want to just make that clear that social media is not making the problem. They're actually resolving it in a way because right. now you've got a home and before kids were at risk of suicide uh -huh. or they were lying and miserable because they uh -huh. didn't know how to identify. Uh -huh. And also, I think it brings it brought a lot of attention to the kids that that was happening to because they were sharing their stories. I mean, I remember in 2014, there was the story about um, Lolina, who was a trans girl who, you know, was isolated and um, felt alone. So she started a little Tumblr blog and talked about like her whole experience. Um, and like, sadly, she like was lost to suicide. And, um, and like, everyone saw it happen and play out and you know and even her family after she died like refused to call her by her name and they blamed they blamed tumblr and like social media for the reason you know and it was uh it was so sad to see um but also i'd like to say like trans people have existed forever yeah like since the beginning of like recorded time like Joan of Arc for example um is you know a common trans person in history I mean even though they didn't have that terminology back then um you know we do now mm -hmm. to um kind of describe that so um yeah it's made more of a community um with the internet yeah People are able to find people and find support with that and share. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about when you first like came out to your family, including me. And I already gave Matt permission to blast me because I know I didn't <laughs> handle it well. And I want to do that because I don't think I handled it terribly, but I know I could have done it better because mm -hmm. I think I represent where a lot of people's headspace is because mm -hmm. it is for my generation it wasn't a choice it wasn't something that we saw very often you know mm -hmm. we were accepting homosexuality <laughs> that was the new like 
being able to be comfortable. Now that's like, okay, um, mm. at least for a lot of people. So this was something that pushed comfort zone of familiarity, right? Mm. And I think that does with a lot of parents. So I want to hear from your perspective. What was that experience like coming out to your family? Um, I feel like I definitely came out in a very non- traditional way if there is a traditional way of coming out um I kind of just texted the group chat and it was definitely very nerve-wracking um but you know we have the family group chat and I was I was like hey if it's if there's there's any grounds to where I feel most safest doing this it's just you know through a quick text boom we're done Uh straight to the point you know, no further face-to-face conversation. (laughs) Um, And like, I, I mean, I knew that everyone would be accepting, but I knew that it would take a minute and it would take time for people to adjust and get used to. And, um, and it was a huge like leap of faith because just that, you know, energy alone, I mean, it's a lot um, to deal with. Um, But I think overall, I think the family took it pretty well. You know, I mean, no one really took it badly, um, but there is, kind of that like weird adjustment of like you know everyone getting to know everyone getting used to your pronouns you you know your name and um it's such a big change right and it's something that in a way is not reversible and so as a parent and as I mean I feel like I'm a third parent to you I've you know So it's like all of a sudden you feel this responsibility, whether it's my responsibility or not, to ask the hard questions Mm -hmm. because it is it is hard. It is hard to understand when you're Mm -hmm. not there. Right. And so I think it was asking those questions. It was not more it was more for my benefit, I think, than for yours Mm -hmm. to make sure that I felt comfortable, that you were comfortable, if that made sense. And I Mm -hmm. appreciate you for really like being patient with me through that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the hardest part too, what the hardest part is the pronouns. Yeah. It's so hard. Why is it so hard? (laughs) It's like, I I mean, I don't know. It is. Um, It's so hardwired in your head mm -hmm. and it becomes really hard. I think we're getting a lot better. Like, I don't even think that it's a question anymore, but it took a while. And sometimes like, it's not, really just about pronouns it's also like I want you to see me for who I am and how I see myself and like um there's times I mean like early on there was times when um I saw people using the right pronouns but they didn't see me as a man like they were calling me he him but they didn't see me as who I was. And I can tell just by like people, like how would people would, you know, talk in their language and um, their tone and stuff like that. 
Um, but yeah, once, I mean, after a couple months on testosterone, that kind of changed. Yeah. And I, I think we, we didn't, like, you can't just switch. Mm-hmm. Right. When you've also- known you for that many years, one mm-hmm. way, that's, right. that is not a mind shift that is a quick, that's like turning mm-hmm. a huge boat, right? It takes some time to turn. But I think um, you had mentioned wanting to identify the difference between acceptance and support. Right. Can you go into that a little bit? Um, there's definitely a difference between just accepting the fact that someone is trans, like that's fine, whatever, I'll live with it, and supporting them and being there for, you know, and celebrating that their that their identity and who they are. Um, and I think support is just really important and really what kids need um, transitioning, especially at a young age when, you know, I mean, I definitely could not have done this at 15, 16, you know, um, I would, I would not have the strength to put up with the things that I have dealt with or like the mental, um, like m- emotional maturity. <laughs> well, share some now. of that. What are you, what are you talking about? Like what, cause I think this is what a lot of parents fear. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this is going to make my child's life so much harder, but I want to clarify, right. it's not a choice. If it was right. a choice, they wouldn't make that choice. Right. It does make their life harder. Right. So explain um, that a little bit. I think just dealing like with other people's ignorance is probably the hardest part. Um, and also, I guess a little bit like just the fear of there are people in this world that hate transgender people that have a deep rooted hatred. Yeah. And that could be scary at times, you know, um, like in certain parts of this country, you don't know um, things about that. And like, if you're not, you know, passing as well, that can make situations a whole lot scarier for you. Um, But if I didn't have a support system behind me, I don't think it would, it would make it a whole lot worse to go through. You know, if I, with every I mean, I also, I, I do TikToks and sometimes a lot of times I get a lot of hate comments mm. um, and it's just ignorance. And if I didn't know that there was, you know, so like a hundred other people that loved me even, you know, and supported me, the fact that I was trans for every hate comment, it's, I mean, it makes it a whole lot easier. Yeah. Um, and um, just dealing with people's ignorance, you know, I'm able to come to you and be like, what the, like, what do I do about this situation? How do I handle this, yeah. um, you know, kind of thing. Um, that's also been a huge help. Yeah. And you haven't ever really had to face that before. No. So your whole life growing up, you fit in. Yeah. I saw the of- world through one lens yeah and then you know coming out I had to re see the world again kind of yeah 
Well, I love to where you were saying like the celebration, because I think it's interesting how some people approach this and it's kind of like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, mm-hmm. oh, how are you dealing? And right. it's like, it, that to me is a very interesting question because I'm like, yeah. what do you, what, it's what do you kind mean? Of, it's because, kind of like a microaggression. Like, yeah. should, like you're, they're basically saying you should be mourning. Yeah. And, and it's like, there's my kid's still here. They're still like, living. They're still happy. They're, they're the happiest they've ever been. They're yeah. happier. They're, they're, they're more authentically them. And yeah, like you're still the same Matt that I've known my whole life. Like right. you're still Matt. So nothing has changed with that respect. So I always think that that's kind of interesting, but I do think that it represents the misconceptions and the fear around what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of parents worry, not just of their kid, but of how people are going to perceive them as a parent. And right. I kind of, I get that in a way, but I also want to say in the scheme of things, who's more important to support Right, your child and their happiness and making sure that they're okay or worrying about what other people think. And right. And honestly, who's going to look like a better parent, someone that like boots their kid out at 15 on the streets um and makes them more likely to you know I mean at risk for mental health issues and drug addictions and all kinds of shit or you know the parent that loves and accepts and you know loves their kid yeah yeah and I I think Um, it's it's a hard thing because there's still a lot of misconceptions and confusion on what it means to be transgender right right and I think like let me just put one very blatantly Mm. why can't you just dress like a man and pretend to be a man I don't want to because I'm not a man I'm (laughs) I'm not I'm not really I'm not a I'm not really a a man (laughs) right right so it's kind of like right so it's like you're trying to you're you're saying move from one box to another box or right. pretend to be I mean even the idea of pretending to be something right. that you're you know is that's not fair like asking your spend your whole life pretending to be something right and then it's like why request. um For what reason why couldn't you just be a masculine woman well it's like I want to be a feminine man you know I want to be a feminine guy (laughs) yeah I don't want to be a masculine woman I don't want to be perceived that way um so I once you bring that up to explain a little bit of how um how the world is different not not many of us have been able to experience the world from both a female and a more Mm -hmm. more male perspective Mm -hmm. how does the world shift around you from those two different energies um I definitely notice a lot more on how men and women get treated differently I get treated so much more differently now than um I was before and like in good and bad ways like now you know my voice is more I feel more heard when I'm speaking out about things. Um, I, um, 
I feel more respected by like just like other guys that come in and like you know the way that they at work I work in retail so um the way that you know customers approach me and you know talk to me and interact with me um the way that I um and there's also like the negatives like if I'm in like a parking lot and there's like a woman that's like kind of like walking on the other side I can like feel like the nervous I don't know I feel like I don't want to come off as like weird or like predatory and I can like <laughs> sense that like okay like I'm walking way too close maybe I should like <laughs> move or like um just stuff like that um so I mean it goes both ways and yeah yeah, yeah. well I will say as a as like witnessing the way that you carry yourself, the way that you present yourself and speak is so much more confident and comfortable now than mm -hmm. I've ever remember you mm -hmm. growing up. Like you just feel you now. Mm -hmm. And I never, and like I said, it was, it was one of those things where I always saw you as a girly girl, like not even mm -hmm. just a girl, like a girly girl, because you were so able to kind of try to fit and you're probably overcompensating now mm -hmm. that I look back um but when I saw you then I did a lot of that I did yeah. a lot of that overcompensating especially like like as a teenager I did a lot of that and then early on in my transition I did a lot of that in the other direction when I was still like I want to be seen as man Right. Then you went I did, way I, to the yeah. The I took it away, and then now that I'm more comfortable, I'm kind of like dialing it back. <laughs> yeah. Now, now you're just you, and right. it's not like you this or that. It's just right. now you're you, and I yeah. can definitely I love seeing that because I love right. seeing how comfortable you're actually getting in your own skin, mm -hmm. and that that's amazing. It is mm -hmm. really cool to see, and then having your own home direction mm -hmm. is, is super cool. So what advice, Matt, can you give to parents whose kids are telling them, I'm trans, how, and, and they're going, they're freaking out. How, what advice can you give to those parents? Um, just let your kid know that you love them, regardless. Not that you just accept them. You love them, regardless of whoever whatever they become because I think the scariest part is feeling like you disappointed yeah. your parents yeah that that honestly for me that would be the worst thing yeah. and feeling like being yourself it would be disappointing your parents would it would it would crush me um so just tell me you love them. I mean, let's go buy, let's go get a new haircut. Like, <laughs> let's go, yeah. let's go shopping. You know, you look so great in that dress. You look, that haircut makes you look so good. Let, like, things like that. Yeah, I, I think what's interesting is we put so much weight on Mm -hmm. male versus female which one of my whole theories is we've made them set the boxes so small that like nobody fits in them comfortably anymore so we're all right. here because right. we're like we're supposed to be this little tiny 
picture. And I think people are finally saying that makes no sense. I'm me. Mm-hmm. And so focusing not on what gender or sexuality your right. child is, but who your child is as a right. person. Right. It's really important. I love that. All right, Matt, I'm going to let you go. This has been, right. I always love, you know, we'll, we'll be talking so much more, but I appreciate you coming on and yes. sharing all this great info. Um, Thank you for having me again. Of course. And then, <laughs> you know, I got to do a link. You got to send me the link so people can link to your TikTok because I know you're oh, getting okay. more and more. You're becoming an influencer. You're getting more and more followers <laughs> because you're, you're expressing stuff that people need to hear. And I think right. that's really important. Right. Yeah. All right. And it's, it's surprising when I go on and I like explain my thoughts and then so many people are like oh my god I feel the exact same and it shocks me every time I'm like no way like no way there's that many people that feel the exact same way that I do yeah I I think that's amazing and how comforting is that to other people going also thought I'm the only one I'm alone right being able to put that language you know to that feeling those feelings That's really cool. All right. I will let you go. Love you. I love you. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, If you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.